Okay, well, this is an odd one. Popcorn junkies in isolation Yay! and lockdown. Yeah, go on, just to show you how serious I've got all the sight and sound. Oh, uh, the last film me and you reviewed, I think, was The Hunt, the uh, sort was. of Bloomhouse film, was. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're reviewing System Crasher, um, yeah. which is directed by Nora Fingscheidt. It's a German film. Um, and yeah, there was something about the poster actually that originally pulled me into this. It's a film, how would you describe it? It's a film about, the, the term system crasher is from the German Systemsprenger. Um, I think a real term they use. Yeah, it's a real term. And I think the closest approximation we've got in the English language is uh, school refuser or, you know, <laughs> or delinquent yeah. or, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it, yeah. this is a film about a child uh, who's nine Bernadette or Benny as they call her who is unplaceable within the system essentially isn't she she's un yeah. unteachable and schoolable her mother yeah. doesn't want her for a variety of what even by the end of the film seemed ambivalent reasons really um well if, and I don't know if this is giving away too much to soon, but she's actually scared of it I mean, everybody's... Yes. Yeah. So I watched this. I watched this on the Curzon Home Cinema app. You know, we're all having to kind of innovate, aren't we, with film going at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was quite an intense... I wasn't expecting it to be quite as intense as I, I found it to be. Did you find it pleasurably intense or did you find it too much? Um, I found myself captivated and really wanted to know what was going to happen next. It was one of those classic yeah. films where I really just wondered what the hell was going to happen to her. I mean, I found myself, before we get into the nuts and bolts of, uh, you know, what her character was about, why she was like she was and what that meant, I think we have to give a shout out to the girl, Helena Zengel, is it? Yeah. I mean, she's what? quite phenomenal. Well, apparently I read somewhere this morning when I was just sort of looking at stuff for this review that everybody was sort of really disappointed that she wasn't nominated for Best Actress for something. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, if that is not a if that is not real and it's a performance, it is incredible. She's eleven years old. The actress, I mean, off, off, years old, yeah. So yeah, she's playing exactly. nine, and often act, child actors do play are a little older than the, the age they're playing, yeah. just to yeah, get that emotional yeah. range. You know, so to, just to give the viewer a kind of real grab on the narrative, she's basically moved from pillar to post, can't go to school. Uh, the social workers are tearing their hair out. They're despairing as to where they can put her. And then Mika, this chap played by Albrecht Schuch, who plays the sort of guy who's willing to walk her to yet another school. He's a he's a, she called yeah. yeah. I mean, she calls him her educator, educator, doesn't she, all the time? Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was a fascinating character because he was obviously quite tough. He was quite you know he had, you know he'd experienced knocks in his life, but. He, he had his own problems, clearly. Yeah, yeah, he had his own yeah. problems, but he also had his own family, and yet he was drawn into Benny's predicament, and he was drawn into wanting to help her. And she had a kind of begrudging respect for him, didn't she? she yeah, yeah, and I mean, in very, very tiny bits, she could be very loving. Yes. I mean, when she gave her hugs, she really gave her And hug. I was willing I for mean, her to stay there. Yeah, but it la it lasted such a short time, yeah. and then almost instantly she would uh, she'd get a response, and then she'd be off in another place. You know, you couldn't sort of pin her down. No, at all. no. From the first frame of seeing her, there was an open-eyed innocence to her, uh, which immediately wrong-footed me actually, because I thought we're going to watch a film about a delinquent. We're going to watch yeah. a film about a kid that's really badly behaved. And yet, 
at no point, although, I mean, you did it on a few occasions, did you really feel a true malice born of a knowledge of what she was doing wrong, if you know what I mean? I didn't feel that there was... She knew she was testing things, she knew she was pushing things, and she knew she was she was she was wrong in some of her behavior but she managed to pull off this amazing thing and the director did too where you felt she wasn't responsible in somehow it's a really difficult thing to describe you described it well i mean i sort of almost felt um the reason i asked whether it was a pleasant sort yeah. of surprise because because to begin with for about the first half of the film i thought i can't bear this she's screaming all the time i can't yeah. get a handle on her it's all too sort of um, not staged because I never felt it was staged, but I sort of felt I don't know it was it was wild and sort mm, of it uh, was I wild wild as a good word. And then halfway through it, she I suddenly got her. Everything she was doing was she was getting on the wrong side of everybody. All the people that wanted to help, help her, her, yeah, she was doing exact opposite of what she should. And at times I felt like. Why would you do that? Why, you know, surely, you know, there's a point where, I mean, about three people that really cared for her and really wanted yeah. to help her. She she didn't just ride roughshod over. She oh, no. terrorised them, no. really. Well, what did you think it was? What what did you think her behaviour stemmed from? Was it hormone? I mean, I couldn't help but feel it was a bit of ADHD. I didn't feel the film was interested in telling us why. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Because actually, until you say that hormonal, I'm thinking, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. The repeated thing that she, she kept saying, and I started to doubt this from early on, was mama 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 i want to mm. you know i want to be with my mother yeah and that was what was driving her now i don't know what you thought but from halfway through the film i thought that's not what's driving her at all i didn't feel that would that it was she wanted to be with her mama because she knew what yeah. what she her mama did you feel that or well not? i don't know if i agree actually i i mean i think i was left thinking she was desperately she was desperately aware that she couldn't go with the mum so the thing is uh what viewers is that she has she has a contact relationship of sorts with her mum doesn't she although it's yeah. incredibly estranged um yeah. she's constantly jumping out of sort of the essentially ball stalls and children's homes she's often escaping she's jumping out of windows you've got social workers and carers everywhere tearing their hair out saying you know she's got to be i mean there's always this last chance saloon case isn't there where they keep saying we send her to kenya do you remember that they kept saying yeah, yeah we're going to send her to kenya to one of those sort of oh, yes i mean we ought to say that to the viewer as well that her ranges are just so oh my extreme. god for, um, for a nine-year-old, as she plays in the film, a nine-year-old, I mean, she breaks up old places. She was and, incredibly you know, good. I mean, no she... sort of idea of um, she's sorry. No, she's no. Just... And there was one you know, scene I seem to remember where she sort of actively would wee on things and she was incredibly rageful and incredibly... And that's why I wondered, you know, of course, one couldn't help but watch it, watch this and think to yourself, OK, I need to diagnose her. What is this? I need to make sense of this. And I think that's what was clever about the film. I think it presented us with a case study that was a bundle of contradictions, which is the way yeah. with life. She, it wasn't about whether she was likeable or not likeable, nice or not nice, or understandable or not understandable in why she was like she was. She just was what she was. And in a weird way, because yeah. of her age, we were left with nothing other than the, as you rightly say, was it because she wanted to be with her mum? I think she knew, as I say, she had this contact relationship with her mum, but knew that her mum didn't essentially want her at this time. There was obviously yeah. a narrative and a storyline being promoted to her by the social workers to sort of manage the hurt of that. 
But it was yeah. clearly, I mean, I suppose I didn't, I didn't read into it that the mum was scared of her. I read into it, isn't it interesting, that the behaviour in Benny was a consequence of the mum, whereas I hadn't even thought maybe the mum had got rid of her because of the behaviour. Well, I, I mean, I agree in the sense, I thought it developed into that at the beginning and until about halfway through the film. I didn't think she was, she'd been actively afraid of her daughter, but mm. by the end, mm. I think she definitely was. I mean, when I'm saying I don't think she really wanted to be with her mother, there were amazing emotional scenes where she'd be crying out, especially in the woods, Mama, Mama, and the camera would come back and you could hear the echo yes. of her voice. Yeah. She was upset and it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. But nothing could be held. She'd, she'd immediately go into... I mean, did you get why... She, that, it was only given to us in a sort of tiny, tiny snippet of information why she was so bad about having her face touched. Did, did you get well, yeah, that? Well, yeah, what was that? That was to do with something having been put over her head at some point, wasn't it? Uh, dirty nappy used to be That's put right. in her mouth to keep her quiet That's when she right. was a baby. Right. And that meant that... Uh, it was only very briefly given to us. That's right. That's right. And then you, that meant that you couldn't... She, she went mad if anybody touched her Yeah, face. that's right. So, oh no, and that, that I'm pleased you remind me of that because in a sense, that information gives you a strong steer on the fact that she's obviously come from a very abusive background. So, you know, this behaviour, did you did you find yourself thinking, oh, for God's sake, you irritating little tyke, sort your shit out? <laughs> well, at, at the beginning, I did. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Well, there were two things going on for me was that she was actually, the screaming and everything else was driving me a bit mad. <laughs> Dean <laughs> was driving me mad because he kept sort of cutting out and I kept having to go back. <laughs> and then despite all those, um, you could say, despite all those sort of things going wrong, suddenly halfway through it, she got me. And yes. I, I actually then, I, I mean, I was in a different headspace completely well and i think it did a very good job there i mean that's what documentary often tries to do i mean there's always this idea that documentary gives you an honest portrayal of reality but actually yeah. it's always constructed so i thought they gave us a great sense of the surface response that everyone has to her which is this is bloody yeah. annoying this is disruptive you know that care worker who had sort of the curly hair who just gave up on her was just like fucking hell yeah. take her away take yeah. her away and then just gradually you realise that this compulsive behaviour, which, believe me, viewers, builds to a real crescendo. I mean, it builds to... I don't want to actually spoil what actually happens in the house with uh, Mika and his family, but there's a moment yeah. of sheer terror where I, I genuinely didn't know whether we were going to land in the most awful situation. What did it make you think about the whole dilemma of children that are unplaceable? I mean, what does one do? Well, in a way, I mean, it sounds a weird thing to say, but, and to take, I mean, in my own personal life, to take me back to a time when I was with my girlfriend at one time that you didn't like, but she dealt with children yes. like that. Yes. And, and the whole idea of children being taken from one place to another to another, till in the end, they are undealable with. Mm. Nobody can deal with them. I don't know, I don't know what happens then, because they're too young to go into prison if they do yes. anything wrong. I thought the character of Mika was really powerful, didn't you? Oh, God. Although he was breaking every boundary yes. in, in the book. But you and could I mean, see also, why. Why? Well, you could see why. I could felt and this oh, Mika is the guy who was, who was to, the guy who was supposed to walk her to school, her educator. He becomes this sort of, I don't know, sort of not guru, but this kind of protector, doesn't he? He takes her out into the woods to try and sort yeah. of convince the authorities that perhaps give me two weeks with her in a sort of non-distractive environment, I might be able to sort her out. He makes some progress, but he doesn't make enough progress 
progress. And then he talked about this thing, which I thought was a really intriguing concept, which was he said to his colleague at one point when he knew he was getting sort of too entangled with her, not in a dubious way at all. And then, and then he talked about having what he called rescue fantasies. And I'd never even heard of this. That gave us a sort of knowledge of him. And he wanted to, I mean, he undoubtedly wanted to not cure because there was no. no cure, but definitely bring back a girl that was at least, I mean, she was, sociopathic from she the was word totally go. sociopathic i mean <laughs> and verging on psychopathic and yet there was constantly this sort of innocence behind her eyes yeah no yeah it's a good word to use innocence you know when you see sort of badly behaved kids at school and you look at them and you think you know you're doing something wrong i mean she knew that she was agitating but you felt there was in her head a much purer and bigger reason for this. She did want, she wanted his family. She wanted a family. She wanted to be the focus. And I think, you know, you can't, I really related at times in it to that thing of her not feeling seen and oh, yeah. wanting to be seen. Yeah. And so this behavior was the only way she could be seen. Yeah, I mean, and what did you think of the way it was shot? How did you think the... Oh, well, I've, I've, got, I've got a whole page on that. Ooh. I've got the camera work, the editing. I love the graphics. I love the way it sort of burst into a sort of scrawled graphics. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, and, and those the... moments of abstraction. What did you think of those moments oh, where... Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Even down to things like the design of the fact that she always wore pink and the yes. and the letters were in pink and it, you got all this sort of pink stuff. And, um, well, because I thought what was clever about the pink pinkness was it, it the pinkness undercut that gender specificity, didn't it? it yeah. You know, this idea oh, that she's a, a nine-year-old sweet yeah. girl. We all think, well, that's one thing we can think of a nine-year-old girl. Sweet girl, she's the opposite yeah. of sweet. Yeah, and yet well, she was sweet. Be... Yeah, 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 yeah. Could be, but also the, the um, to say along with the camera work was um, the sound. The yes. sound was astonishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the fine, and not to say what it is, or even yeah. in some ways, it doesn't make sense. I thought the final image, it left me... Well... Incredibly liberating and heartbreaking and I yes. felt it was... I felt it wasn't being acted, Mark, at that point. No, I, I agree. It... It's interesting you should say that, actually. I mean, it did feel almost halfway through the film like the story of the film became the actress Helena Zengel's real experience, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, I'd be fascinated yeah. to know what sort of impact it's had on her as a child playing that sort of part because yeah. it's an incredibly challenging part to play the abstraction i'm remembering it now there were great pregnant pauses where literally the shot would be a, a tone or a texture or a, a glimpse of light or something going over it and i thought they were used really magically to kind of give you a sense of that you know there's always the difficulty with filmmaking of manifesting the interior monologue if you like or the subjective sense of things and i don't think we were made to necessarily think that these images were what she was thinking it's not as literal as that no, but they no gave mask. yeah they gave us a real sense of i think what they cleverly did was they underlined the way in which the makeup of a personality is so many of these strange non-specific yeah. things that all yeah. together are incoherent but they make a person well, exactly. Somehow, somehow, we were in her brain when those sure. things were happening, although they didn't seem to be trying to do that. Absolutely. It just was happening. A sort of punk sensibility to it, a real energy. Actually, that's a good word too. I didn't yeah. think of that, but yeah, that's you know true. I mean? Had that real sort of punch in your face, charging, there's a lot of running, there's a lot of rapidity. It was a very energetic film. I mean, and again, it's going to be. I thought the idea that I could have missed this film and missed this performance was almost abhorrent. In, in terms of cinema, you know, if you truly love cinema and you love film and you love acting, because yeah. this is a German odd 
first film on the edge of the sort of, you know, an art house film before all intents and purposes, the idea that one could have missed this performance by Helena Zengel exactly. almost made me a little bit frightened. I was thinking, thank Christ I watched this. Yeah, well, you've just said exactly what I would say right. as well. I mean, I didn't, I had only heard of it through a friend, of a, you know, yeah. and, um, and I just sort of, I mean, in a sort of slightly snobbish way, I don't mean I've seen everything, but I've heard of a lot of things. Yeah. I hadn't heard of it. And I kept thinking, well, how good can this film yeah, be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, be I became almost thinking, oh my goodness, yeah. I could so easily have missed this. Yeah. So yeah, I thought her performance was astonishing. I thought the portrait of all the support staff though it's set in germany don't let that put you off you because it was it was very relatable and it presents you with some real dilemmas for you know system crashers or for school refusers and you know it's a part of society it's a part of parenting it's a part of societal responsibility for these young adults these young children as well you know what do we do with the unsolvable of some kids should one keep trying to keep pushing them back into the system and given that we homeschool and everything it does make you wonder whether sometimes there has to be an alternative system that isn't just a bloody you know asylum or or essentially a borstal or a prison or something like that but i thought it was very clever at presenting some real moral quandaries for the developed world yeah. of what do we do with a kid like this it was almost refreshing in the fact that because she was a nine-year-old girl I've never seen, I've never actually seen a character like that portrayed on no, the screen. No, I haven't. But whether because of her age or because of her situation, there was no sort of sexual ambiguity or sexual no. sort of, like, you know, she was approaching puberty or mm. there were men coming after her or she had, we had to resort to no, that. No, it was purely about childhood, her. wasn't so it? All of that was, was not there, so we could focus. And I wondered if that was what got me halfway through it, was I became... Mm. I was so convinced of the performance yeah. that I became sort of a friend in a way. It was like I could slap her, yeah. but, you know, I believed her. I believed well, her utterly. Well, without giving away the ending, did you read the ending as a negative or a positive? When people watch it, they'll know what we mean. Yeah, well, I, again, <laughs> sounds a real cop-out because I suppose it would be easy to read it as a negative, but it left me soaring. Right, OK. Do with the film work, the, yeah. the fact that she was running and... And the fact that she was heading to her own cul-de-sac, really. I mean, where could she go? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, I agree. exactly. Well, yeah. I, I'd, I'd score this film, I'd probably give this film about 95 out of 100. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I was saying 90 and then when, before we spoke and I thought, why 90? It was yeah. much better than that. It really and was. And I mean, my first thought, despite all the problems of these machines and whatever, was I thought, I have to see this on the big screen. Yeah. This deserves its proper yeah. play. Yeah, it really yeah. does. So yeah, really, guys, if you get the chance to watch this, it's on Curzon Home Cinema at the moment, but it's well worth your attention. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant little film. It really is. And it will be like nothing else you've yes, seen. It is, yeah, and, and that's the thing for me, is that often the choice of a European film can be a bit of a challenge, the thought, mm, I've got to work hard at this. But this isn't. This is, this is adrenaline fueled. This will keep you thinking and challenging and wondering. And you've got a central performance that will just absolutely blow your socks off. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness knows what they can, what she can do next. I know, I, I know. <laughs> For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.